heart. Oh, man, I heard what happened to you at your wedding. That was so cold. You must have felt like shit. No, felt really good. Thanks for bringing it up, man. You know, my parents died when I was 10. Would you like to talk about that? Why would we want to talk about that? I don't know. Hey, oh, somebody needs a drink. Actually, I'm not a big drinker. Well, I am. How about an Alabama Slammer? Sounds like a plan. Meet me at the bar. I got to piss first. Hey, go. yeah, have a few drinks and, you know, drive home. So that guy put his foot in his mouth so hard there, but you know what the sad part is? He'll never know it. He's the type of guy that didn't know he said one of the most dickish things you could say to someone. Yeah, don't, don't you wish you could be that blissfully ignorant, like not think about something you yeah. said 30 years ago and, and, yeah. and keep you up at night? Oh, yeah. I think about things all the time that I said that it was dumb when I was in like fourth grade. And like this guy's like, oh, man, you left your, your wife left you at the altar. That must have sucked, huh? It's like if I would have said that, that would haunt my dreams. So you're, you're too centuries. nice of a guy. You're, you're too yeah. nice of a guy, man. <laughs> yeah. I hope I never said anything to you that, uh, you know, you think of, man, that guy's a jerk. So no, no yeah, you don't think if it happens to you, it's not as memorable as, as if you yeah. say it and realize that it was it was such an awkward thing to say. I, I do have those moments where I'm like just doing something random and I think about something that happened yeah. like 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm like, man, I feel so bad about that. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It yeah. haunts you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 99. 99. Happy Valentine's Day, Badway. Happy Valentine's Day to you, when, my lover. I guess, I guess when <laughs> this comes out, when, when this comes out, it'll be past Valentine's Day, I, I suppose. Yeah. But you know, we've had a bunch of Valentine's episodes on on here. We did some Fifty Shades where we had the, the intro sexy music. I think we'll just, you know, if you're hearing this right now, we're just playing it straight. But Happy Valentine's Day to everybody that's out there. This is The Last Row Podcast. If you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify. Please consider leaving us a five-star review out on Spotify and Apple Podcast Podchaser if you're enjoying the show. Bad way. I'm kind of excited about this one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do uh, a movie that came out on February 13th for Valentine's Day in 1998. It is The Wedding Singer. Starring Adam Sandler, etc. Runtime, one hour, 36 minutes. Just Perfect. Right. It's a great time. Didn't you like having a 96-minute movie for once? Calculated. That's why I chose it. Yeah. Genre, <laughs> comedy, slash drama, slash romance. Oh, yeah. Directed by Frank Coracci. Do you know Frank Coracci, Drew? I do not. He's kind of like Adam Sandler's personal director. So he just gets him to do his stuff. So he did the following movies. Wedding Singer, Waterboy, Click, Zookeeper, Ridiculous Six. And uh, those are all Adam Sandler movies. It's like he keeps him on retainer. Yeah. You know yep. You know why I, I feel like Frank Karachi, when I hear that name, I think of Adam Sandler's brother-in-law from this movie. That's that's what I think of. Yeah. Even though I know that's not who Frank Karachi is, that's mm-hmm. the image that I have in my head when I think of Frank Karachi. Yeah. The only non- Adam Sandler movie that is kind of famous that he did was around the around the world in eighty days. Jackie Chan. Oh man, and isn't Schwarzenegger in that movie too? You know what? I don't know. I've never. I seen think it's it. Arnold in him, isn't yeah. it? I think that was Arnold's last movie before I he became Steve the Coogan. governor. Steve Coogan was in it. He's probably in that too. Yeah. It's. <laughs> but anyways, 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 anyways. IMDb six point nine out of ten. That's about yeah, right. That's about right. Rotten Tomato sixty nine percent. Nice. 
Nice for Valentine's Day. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Calculated. Metacritic, 59% on Metacritic. It's about yeah, right. It's a, it's a little low. I don't it's know. It's about right. Letterbox 3.4 out of 5. Too high. It's about right. It's, about, it's, it's, it's about higher right. than I thought it would be, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty high. That, that, that's and pretty and high I liked it. Did you? I did, I did like it. And it's a good movie. This is a legitimately good movie. Yeah, it is. All right. So it goes, a man with a miserable love life travels from wedding to wedding, singing romantic songs to happy newlyweds while dreaming of hitting it big as a rock star. That is not this movie. Well, you always tell me you're like Ron Burgundy. You yeah. read whatever I paste, but yeah. I pasted and that. You directly. paste everything you re- you paste anything you read. I pa- can we get a, can we get a better description of this? Because this is this, the the plot of this movie is not him yeah. trying to become a rock star. Drew, yeah. like, <laughs> like, what, what kind of what kind of hack what kind of <laughs> hack website did you pull this from? So, is this an IMDb? So I literally pasted this from HBO Max, which is what I watched this on. So this I'll, is. From- I'll do you one better. I pay, I pasted the other one from Google, which you always rip me on. <laughs> All right, slap yeah. that on there. Please slap that on for me. So, so, so you're that. right. You, you'll read anything I paste, and I'll paste yeah. anything I read. That's from HBO. Are you kidding me? It's straight from HBO Max. I, I typed it on my phone as I was watching okay. it that's, into the show notes. That's awful. All right. All right. I see you. Here, here's a better one. one. All right. Here we go. Set 1985, Adam Sandler plays a nice guy with a broken heart who's stuck in one of the most romantic jobs in the world. A wedding singer. He loses all hope when he is abandoned at the altar by his fiancée. He meets a young woman named Julia who enlists his help to plan her wedding. He falls in love with her and must win over, win her over before she gets married. It's like a race against the clock yeah, of that's marriage. A, it's, a, it's kind of messed well, up. It reminds me of like Wayne's World too. you know, where yeah, it's like, a little bit. He's trying to, he's Cassandra, like he's racing yeah, but like, together. Her, like Cassandra's marriage kind of like came out of nowhere, yeah. right? It was like sprung on her, arranged, and she like went along with it. It was kind of like a goofy thing. Like she's getting married from the jump in this movie pretty yeah. much. And well, she's he's been like, engaged since before he met a, her. It's a race to like break up their wedding, even though like he's a bad guy. Is that a like, violation? It's I mean, kinda, I, well, it's kind of, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll get to that later. We got, a lot, like, we got a lot to talk about on that. But, yeah. And before we move on from this, I know we're not doing this movie, but- isn't Tia Carrera marrying marrying Christopher Walken just a really weird couple? Like I know we're not doing Wayne's yeah. World here, but that well, you mentioned it. It's just a weird thing. Well, you know, like he's in my he's in my uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger all stars of guys that I don't ha- see, want to see any romantic involvement in. Like I don't I don't need Christopher Walken kissing anybody, man, woman, or child. I don't care. I don't I don't I don't need him showing affection to anybody. He can just be Christopher Walken being goofy on the screen. I know we don't do like comedies, but I feel like Wayne's World is one that we kind of do because the plot is so ridiculous and yeah. Wayne's World too that it might work. But anyway, yeah. that's a that's two, for another day. Two better than one for sure. Two two's uh, definitely better than one. So yeah. anyway, ta- taglines. He's gonna party like it's nineteen eighty five. Okay, that fits. Too I mean, it's not. It's like kind of bland, kind of generic, but it's fine. Before the internet, before cell phones, before rollerblades, there was a time, dot, 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 1985. Don't pretend you don't remember. That's too vague. <laughs> the worst ones was we've that, had, and like, what, what, like, we're going to just put all those words on the poster? You could put that on, on, any, on any movie <laughs> that was supposedly set in the 80s. It, yeah. it has nothing to do with the movie at all. It's just, That's hey, remember terrible. the 80s? That's terrible. <laughs> don't pretend you don't remember, bad way. Don't, Is that all we don't got? Pretend. That's it. That's all I saw on Man, IMDb. A, so a, they're they're slacking a, a little bit. What a disappointment. Financials. 18 million was the estimated budget. 
gross our cumulative worldwide gross estimated was 123 million. This thing, this thing hit it big. It was a hit. It was a hit. Yeah, because really, like, what did they spend the money on? Like, they had, you know, the it was limo, basically maybe? the movie was basically free, right? The, the, the limo. Just, they just they just showed up and the, the Michael the Jackson outfit. It's yeah. <laughs> you gotta get yeah. that leather leather jacket. But I mean, yeah. think about it. They did a good job making it look 80s. It didn't yeah, look I mean, out of place watching it now. They probably spent they probably spent 20 grand on like that television specific Don Johnson wardrobe. Yeah. That uh that Glenn Gulia was Miami wearing. Vice. Yeah. <laughs> this one has some good awards, man. And and this one maybe we should we should actually talk about the nominees in in addition to the winners, but look, I took off all the legit awards and I'm just well, or non-legit right. awards, right? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Let's just go with the, the tried and true. So it was nominated and won a couple of blockbuster entertainment awards. Of course. I mean, I handed them out. I know you so. were presenting. Yeah. So the first one. I was there. Adam Sandler was nominated and won favorite actor comedy. And I want to get your take on this because I'll tell you okay. before, I, before I tell you what he was nominated for, I'm going to tell you his, his fellow nominees. So Ben Stiller was nominated for There's Something About Mary. Okay. Eddie Murphy was nominated for Dr. Doolittle. And Adam Sandler was nominated and won for The Waterboy and The Wedding Singer. Both these came out in 1998. Is that fair? No, it's not fair because... He, he two, two versus one. Yeah, two awards. You know, he could have done half the job for both movies, you know, and gets one full movie. But no, Ben Stiller, something about Mary. Yeah. All time. Say, all time. All time. All time. All time character. Is it controversial to say? Because... Like that is an all. That's like the movie that started that yeah. that genre right there. Yep. Yeah. When I when I when I pulled this out to read it to present it, like I was I was stunned. You, you <laughs> can tell in my voice. You had to go with it. What is it? KPMG or Deloitte? Whoever yeah. does the they got to get the get the the briefcase yeah. out. Yeah. And then and then also so favorite actress in a comedy. Drew Barrymore was nominated for the Wedding Singer and she lost. Her other fellow nominees were Mel B, Emma Bunton, Mel, Mel C, Jerry Horner, Victoria Beckham for Spice World, nomination ah. for the Spice Girls. And they lost to Cameron Diaz from their Something that's About fair. Mary. See, that's fair. But you know what? It, it's funny. Like, Don't you think that one of those Spice Girls was a better actor than the rest of them? They could, yeah. Why do they have to nominate all of them? They did a group. Like, it's clear, it's, it's clear that Mel C was a better actress than the yes. rest of the other four, Like, in I my agree. opinion. Is is Mel C scary spice? Which one's scary spice? Or is that Mel B? I think she I think she's scary spice. Mel B is sporty spice. And and Jerry or I thought Victoria Beckham was sporty spice. Victoria Beckham is posh spice. Posh come spice, on, man. Come I'm on. Not up on my lingo here. Emma Emma Bunton is baby, baby spice. spice. And yes. Jerry Horner's spicy is, spice is, or whatever. Is ginger spice. Ginger spice. Come on, Drew. Spicy spice. No, you're spice girls. Are you saying we got to do spice? What year were you here? even born, bro? Yeah, not <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a Spice Girls aficionado. <laughs> so I, I, I the, I'll tell you why I know this is because 1998 was the year pretty much where the hot box that I had in my house was running full rampant through stealing movies left and right, stealing the wrestling pay per views, stealing the boxing pay per views. You wouldn't steal a car, all would the you? movies. <laughs> you want? I would steal a car and I would steal a movie, right? <laughs> and this movie, Spice World, was on 24/7, 365, along with hey. Half Baked. I remember, and Mr. Bean was another one that was on like, like all the damn time. You were a, a hot-blooded young man watching yeah. the Spice Girls. Who's not going to watch that movie? At that I mean, age, it's right? a piece of shit movie, but like, <laughs> I don't know why I watched it a few times just because it was on and it was because well, I was stealing it. And it was like yeah, it, it made it better because it was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's descrambling it. You know, yeah, it's, it was descrambled. Right? Like, yeah. 
Yep. As I as I used to call it the cheater box that I the get made box. fun of for yeah. forever on this show. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so so do you agree with that? So Cameron Diaz beat beat out. Oh yeah, it's, they're kind of the same character. Whereas I would agree if you look at the last category, Adam Sandler was mostly serious in this movie, even though he cracked some jokes. But I'd say the the side characters were more yeah. like funnier. He played I guess. sad. He played sad most of the movie, and he did it well. By the way, he did it very yeah. well. But yeah. I don't think he was as comedic as Ben Stiller was in There's Something no. About Mary, whereas in Cameron Diaz, she was like just a straight character. And I feel like yeah. so was Drew Barrymore. They're not really comedic in this. Maybe the Spice Girls were actually more comedic. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so then there's another category of awards. I was not there. Maybe I don't think you were either, but the Kids' Choice Awards. Ah, yes. So, no. Favorite movie actor. And th- so this is a good one that I, I need to get your thoughts on. So Adam Sandler won, and again, he had two movies, totally unfair, Waterboy Cheater. and Wedding Singer, and he was nominated against Chris Tucker for Rush Hour, Eddie Murphy for Dr. Doolittle, so that's Dr. Doolittle gets two two loves, and then Jim Carrey in The Truman Show for a Kids' Choice Awards. Now, the kids can't comprehend that movie. No. Like, yeah, I saw Truman Show when I was in eighth grade, and even I was like, what is this movie, really? Like, I couldn't really fully appreciate that movie until I was like, you know, at least 21. I mean, I'm glad he was nominated, but the it's kids' geni- choice are not going to get it. it. It's a great performance in a genius movie, but no kid's going to care about it. So yeah, nominate, exactly. don't give it to him. And then you got favorite movie actress, Drew Barrymore won this one. And she was nominated for The Wedding Singer and Ever After a Cinderella Story. And she went up against Julia Roberts for Stepmom, all the Spice Girls again for Spice World. It's not fair, and it's too Meg many girls. Ryan for You've Got Mail. Yeah. I'm surprised that the Spice Girls didn't win that at the, the Kids' Choice Awards. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is Meg yeah. Ryan and You've Got Mail doing nominated? What kid that? is watching You've Got Mail? Like, <laughs> it's like, what did I tell you when we were talking about whether we we're going to do that movie? I was like, old people in love. Like, you yeah. know, I'm an old person right now, too, but it's just like pen pals sending emails. Come on. Yeah. Kids are watching that? Yeah. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, 240 somethings. Like, come All on. All right. Come and and uh, let's, get to the, let's get to the meat of this. So you got the, the Spaceman, the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, so, yeah. Now we're talking. Best Kiss. This is a, this is a controversial one. So you got Wedding Singer, Adam Sandler, and Drew Barrymore won for this, and they were up against Joey Lauren Adams and Carmen Lewin, I don't even know, in Chasing Amy, yep. Kevin Klein, Tom Selleck in In-N-Out, Matt Damon, Minnie Driver, and Goodwill Hunting, and I'm surprised that this did not win, especially at MTV Movie Awards, Titanic, Leo, oh. and Kate. Oh, yeah. How did that not win? Like, that was the biggest movie ever. They probably won, like, 10 other awards that night, and they just tried to spice it up yeah. a little bit. No pun intended. It's interesting, right? But the Drew Barrymore Sandler kiss was pretty iconic. Like it was a nice, you know, church tongue. It was church tongue. Which which one was, was it though? Was it the kiss at the end on the plane, or was it the no. kiss in front of the Christine kiss Taylor? in the kitchen before they were officially together, yeah. where the sparks flew? Like it knocked them both on their yeah. asses. They knocked the, their socks flew off, right? The Talking. socks flew off. Yes. <laughs> All right. So then the last one, best on screen duo here. Yes. Winner is you can't argue with this. I'll I'll say that to the end. The nominees were Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Wedding Singer, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. They lost. Men in Black, Will Smith, and Tommy Lee Jones. Titanic again, Leo and Kate, and then it lost to the obvious triumphant return of Nick, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage yes. for Face Off. You can't argue that, can you? No, that's just obvious. What are you going to do? You're yeah, you beat Travolta and Cage and Face <laughs> Off. Can't. Come on, take your face off, man. Face Come on. off. 
So <laughs> let's let's just so jump right hold in. on. If yeah, all the ahead. Spice Girls can be nominated for an award together for Best Actress, how come Dave, Travolta and Cage can't be nominated together? Yeah, that's true. Can't they tag team that award too? They should. They should. I, and they I call, should win. I call bull. I call bull the Kids Choice Awards. Yeah, I call bull now. Unfair. It's yeah, like man. a group award. Yeah. <laughs> you hit hit me with the Mike Missinelli here. <laughs> so let yeah. let's just jump right into this. This movie is obviously set in the 80s. Yes. Let's talk about the 80s versus the 90s, man. Two okay. iconic decades. Let's do I'm it. I'm just going to throw this out there. What's a better decade? You see. What's, this, this is hot take it right now. It's a loaded question, and I'll tell you why. And this is, you know, I thought long and hard about this. We were born in the 80s, you and I. Yeah. But we're 90s kids, right? True. I contend, agree or disagree, that as far as childhoods go, Growing up a child in the 90s was better than growing up a child in the 80s. However, growing up as a teen or a young adult in the 90s, I'm assuming sucked. You know, with the whole grunge era. But I bet <laughs> the 80s teens and young adults had the time of their lives. Yeah, what do you think? I, I actually wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Like the '80s seemed. Look, I know it's like Cold War and everything, so I'm not going to make light yeah. of like politics. But no, just no, talking no. About pop just talking about just here. talking about pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Like the music, MTV being a hot thing. Just I don't know. I I, I agree with you in that the '80s did seem like it was more fun. Can you imagine all the heavy metal concerts we could have gone to if we were in our in the high school? Yes. in the '80s, Drew. Like I'm imagining, like could you in the imagine heyday. a Metallica concert? Yeah. like back then. In the heyday of of heavy metal and hair metal, yeah. and all all types of metal that we would have been too. that we would have been into, right? Much better than oh, let's go see Pearl Jam. Like, come on, that's like that's like halfway depressing going to see a Pearl yeah. Jam concert. Like, no disrespect to Pearl Jam, they're a great band, right? Nirvana, yeah. great band. Nirvana, great no. band. Soundgarden, great, great band. Sure, like freaking Dave Matthews Band. Like, come on, like that's who you're going to see as a high school teenager, right? Ask my sister, she'll tell you. <laughs> and, and i'm sure blast. that she's probably yelling at, at the at the stereo right now I, I don't disagree with you though because the 80s and maybe people more would say glam metal glam metal and and hair metal like i think about what's that movie that came out it was a musical with tom cruise what was that movie rock of ages rock of ages right that's yeah. what i think about when i think about yeah. No, it was more fun. Like the nineties, I felt like they took themselves too seriously. They were all down in the dumps and they were all depressed. Yes. Seemingly smashing pumpkins all over the place. Do you cry when you go to a smashing pumpkins concert? Is that what you're supposed to do? I think you're supposed to, are you supposed to feel bad at, at smashing pumpkins concerts? And like, they all like, is it like one big therapy session where they all commiserate hey. together? All the teens. Dude, we got we got blasted for Batman <laughs> returns here. You're about to get blasted. I for- like smashing pumpkins and I, I like, Pearl Jam. Like, I like these bands. Like, I'm not, you know, saying anything no. bad about them. I'm just saying the the experience. Yes. The, the 80s seemed more fun-loving for, from a teen perspective. Yes, but being a kid in the 90s, yes. like the cartoons, like Ghostbusters into the yeah. 90s, right? I knew that was late yeah. 80s, the heyday the 90s. Of, yeah, the heyday of Nickelodeon. Cartoons you know, the, and all improvement, that stuff. Improvements of action figures, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's probably better to be a 90s kid but an 80s young adult. I, I think you you made a really good point there. I have one other question for you about 80s fashion. Well, maybe there's multiples here, but do you think that you could pull off a Michael Jackson outfit if you tried to wear it? Like that guy did Today, the driver in here? Or back in the 80s? Back in the 80s. 
I feel like all bets all bets were off back in the eighties. Like you could wear anything and get away with it. Really, in the nineties, it's kind of like if you weren't in in like the mid nineties, I guess, when we started going to middle school and actually like thought of fashion. Yeah, started thinking of fashion as a way to like set yourself apart in school or fit in or whatever you wanted to do. You're either wearing what you're wearing like a striped shirt. You're wearing were hot. Yeah, the the stripes. stripes with with a collar. You know, or you're wearing a polo. Yeah, Tommy Pop Hilfiger, I guess. Pop collar or not, well, who knows? You know, it depends on what school you're at. And uh, yeah, baggy jeans, the bagger the better. You got lugs or Timberlands on, right? Yeah. And that's that's really pretty much it. It's very, It was very basic, very bland even. Like the blander, the better. What about like the Adidas uh, stocker sneakers and, the, and yep. the Pumas? Did you have those? Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have, did you ever have Jinko jeans? Or, or no. the really wide leg I, jeans? No, no, the, yeah, that wasn't me. So that so was I. That was, I wasn't a, that as adventurous. I wasn't that confident. So I wanted them so bad, and my parents yeah. were like, "No, you're gonna look like an idiot." And, Your dad knew, and the my doctor dad knew. knew, right? Like the doctor knew, knew. <laughs> and my mom knew, and they caved and they let me get one pair. And I yeah. remember, like, I wore them like twice, and I yeah. felt like a complete dumbass wearing them. <laughs> and I look back on it, and I'm glad yeah. that no pictures of that exist. But yeah. I don't think that people looked dumb wearing them. I just think I looked dumb wearing them. Yeah, I you liked the way that off. they looked. You and it's funny because you go yeah. look back on some of those pictures now and like, do you think they'll come back? I mean, everything is cyclical. Everything you think comes that's back. Coming back. Yeah, everything comes back. But I remember yeah. like they used yeah. to have the cuff measurement. It was like 32 inch cuff. It's like yeah. that was a thing on the jean. Yeah. I don't know about Jenko jeans and specifically like that level of wideness, yeah. but sure. <laughs> I think baggy clothes are certainly going to come back. It's like with with those jeans, like if you jumped out of a plane, like you 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 don't need a parachute, like you're good, you're good. Yeah. And like I didn't have Jinkos; they were like rip off Lee or something. I don't even yeah. remember what they were. But, but yeah, but, uh, Jinko was the style. But like, yeah, the like it's almost like Kleenex, right? It's like yeah. the J- the Jinko jeans. But like every brand had its own thing. Uh, what what about what about so thinking about the limo driver in, in this movie? Is it time for mustaches to come back unironically? Like I know, I I know I, uh, some people have them, but like, what age do you need to be? To, yeah, like, rock I think it they're right back now? already. I remember a very specific time in the. Well, I say I remember a specific time, and I'm yeah. spacing on the specific time. <laughs> uh, it was like the early 2010s where yeah. we went through November, right? Yes. Where a couple of us and a couple of our friends, we did the whole thing where we shaved all our beard off and grew just a mustache, right? And at that time, that's like a creeper stash, right? Yeah. In the 2010s. I feel like somewhere along the line in the last, I don't know, five or so years, starting in 27, 2017 or so, where the mustache became acceptable to wear yes. full, full time and, I, and not be considered a creep for it. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if it's because we're in our 30s and maybe that's when people do that. But like when I see it, it doesn't look weird to me at all. It just no. looks normal. But yeah. back when we did that, it felt ridiculous. It did. And, Maybe it, it really it's did. because we were in our twenties. Yeah. Like I don't know, but Probably. now if I see it, it just looks like a, a person with a mustache. It doesn't look yeah. weird at all to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like even seeing the movie, watching this movie, I'm like, oh, the guy's gonna like it. Didn't look odd to me. I don't yeah. know. It's just very weird that I feel that. Yeah, way. Yeah, it looked great for him. Yeah, it seemed very in place. So this this movie is about weddings. Oh, we're we're doing a movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were doing an eighties, nineties retrospective here. <laughs> we got we got ahead of ourselves to episode one hundred yeah. or something. Now, li- now, now, listener, get ready before we talk about weddings for the next twenty minutes. Before yeah. we even mention 
the movie Wedding Singer. Adam Sandler's in this movie, you know. We're like a half Barrymore. hour in, and it's like people turned it off already. No, this is what the people want. They don't want to hear a plot, you know. They don't want to hear plot-driven stories. They want to hear about the 80s and 90s. They want to hear about weddings. If, Let's if talk you, about weddings that we've been yeah. to. If you want to hear about, yeah. you know, the, the worst wedding ever. No, I'm just kidding. Skip, skip, the, skip the minute 47 right now if you want to hear about yeah. the movie, guys. Yeah, that's a <laughs> I do want to ask you about movies. Or, yeah. I do want to ask you about weddings. Yes. DJ versus live band. I know this movie's called The Wedding Singer. Yes. What do you got, man? What, what's, what's your choice? I'll tell you right now. I've only been to one, no, two. I've been to two weddings in my life that have had live bands. Yep. The rest have all been DJs. I will say that the two live bands were pro- two of the more rocking weddings that I've been yeah. to. Because you're at a concert Not, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And and that's nothing against other weddings because I think I feel like most weddings have DJs, right? Yeah, it's it's. I think a, that's it's fair. Primarily to say. now, yes. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I've been to I don't know. I want to say if I if I've been to ten weddings, I've probably been to more. Two of them had DJs or two of them had singers, so or bands. So it's a 20% clip, right? Yeah. But I remember specifically those two weddings. Like I remember our our our, our good friend Ty. He had mm-hmm. a wedding. His wedding that band, band was had the awesome. sick had not the band was was okay. They were fine. But they had the <laughs> sickest keyboard player I've ever seen in my life live. You know? That guy was been, amazing. You know, I've been to concerts with some sick keyboard players, like actual professional concerts. This dude didn't belong in a wedding band. This this dude belongs somewhere, you know. And MSG selling the place out, this guy. Um, but He's no. a showman, too, I remember. Yeah. I, I can't say I prefer one over the other because I've had great times dancing at DJ weddings. Well, you know, yours yours being one of them, obviously. But yeah, it, there's something fun about, yeah, it's, it's a concert aspect at a wedding. There's something extra fun about it. Yeah, I, I, I love a live band. I like them both for different reasons, to your point. Yeah. And there's there's something about a live band. I mean, you're at a concert and you're at a wedding, and it just yeah. it's awesome. And and our friend Paul too. Shout out to mm-hmm. Paul. He he had an right. awesome live band as sure. well. And, and that, he that even, was he really even cool. and, and he he and his wife Jess they even they even got up stage and 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 they got on and did a song themselves. It was a great moment. And it was great. It was a great moment. Room. It was a great moment. No, but um, uh, downside to bands is you can't do some of the dance hits really that are favorites at weddings just because you know some they just don't lend themselves to live. To live uh, situations. Yeah. You got to get the pros and cons list. Yeah. So what what about outdoor versus indoor wedding? Ooh, good one. I mean, I've only been to a few outdoor weddings. Like, I, geez, I don't know. Like, I really don't have a preference because, you know, uh, you know, once the drinks get flowing, man, it, I, I don't know where the hell I am. So <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, it's all about the temperature for the outdoor versus indoor. Oh, if it's, if it's like the middle of July and you're, up in the northeast where we are and you you like just sweating out of your your jacket that's that's yeah. that's a no go for me but but actually it it's fine if you got some good shade but i like being outside for the wedding i don't know there's something about the sunshine that does it for me and then you go have the party inside too it's awesome yeah. and then a couple of other friends like had some really awesome outdoor weddings as well like they're they're both again they're both awesome i love weddings in general weddings are like mm-hmm. the best it's like a party but it, there's an event for it right yeah it's like not just a random party and it's, it's awesome. But I, I like, I like them both for different reasons, but I like sometimes yeah. when the ceremony's outside and the party's mm-hmm. inside or, or the party's outside, the ceremony's inside. It's, it's cool. Both, both, the, to, both ways. To tack on your, your love of weddings. Can I say that I, I dread going to weddings. Are you kidding me? I love it. Here's the thing. I look, I look forward, forward to it. I look forward to it. And then the day before I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to this wedding. Are you serious? And then when I get there, I'm like, 
I never want to leave this wedding. This is the best time of my life. And that, that happens for every wedding where it's like, I, I think it's just the act of putting the suit on <laughs> and like just being formal, you know, but like that really doesn't matter. Once you're there, it's the best time. Some of my favorite part is the anticipation of the wedding and like the <laughs> lead up and like hanging out with your friends in the hotel room yeah. before the wedding, just hanging out, being with everybody and like the party itself. And like, let me tell you about the day after depression, man, the come down of you yeah. had the greatest day of your life. And it's like the checkout of the hotel. It's like, I'm, I'm yeah. at, like, I'm at, I'm at the bottom of the yeah. Mariana's trench there. And like, and like everyone's kind of like hung over and like, we're all miserable and we're all yeah. in the lobby waiting to get our cars. And it's like, Oh yeah. I remember last night. Yeah. It was the greatest time of our lives. Yeah. We're and you gotta go to now. work the next day. We gotta go to work the next day. Yeah. It's like, it's like depression, man. The, the day at the day after depression is real. It's real. <laughs> what about uh, what last question? Beer versus liquor. What's your, oh, what's your drink? I, I go liquor all day at, at you know, what is, if it's, if it's open bar, man, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, MVP for sure, and yeah, and mistakes are made for sure. You you weren't kidding. We're a half hour in. We didn't talk about the movie yeah. at all, <laughs> dude. So the beginning of this movie, uh, Steve Buscemi has pretty much like the worst best man speech of all time. Yeah, and uh, was very hilarious. By the way, is there is there a better character actor than Steve Buscemi? No, he he's best he's as a so side good. character. He's he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, just playing random dudes, but like. I've had two best man speeches under my belt. One at your wedding and mm-hmm. one. At, well, I wasn't really your best man. I was your co-best man. Yeah. Not even a co-best man. I was kind of like the guy. Honorary on guy. Honorary. Honorary. This guy. We're going to give this guy a microphone for some reason. Um, after you, you, you speak well. That's yeah, why. After your real best man, your your brother, who's who's a great man. Shout out to Derek. Did a wonderful speech. You guys but, both, both killed it. So it's funny because I was freaking I, I had no idea where i was were you, when were you I, lit would you call i was it i was lit i was lit i was loaded i was lit i was loaded okay <laughs> so i had cut. no idea what i was saying and apparently you said it was very nice so, oh i wish i had a video because I'm, I'm glad there is no video i don't know I don't why know. i didn't it was it was a fantastic speech yeah and like it was it was nerve-wracking because like after like maybe an hour later i was like what did I say? Did I make a fool of myself? Did I did I, did I swear in front of Drew's parents and Michelle's Just parents? Casually dropping f bombs. <laughs> and the same for same for our, our good friend Julio's wedding. I was the best man at Julio's wedding, and I don't I don't remember what you I know said. What? I'm afraid I said something inappropriate, and I'll send no one to ever you. told me. I have a video of that one. I, I don't I don't do. want to see. I don't want to hear that. No, don't don't send it to me. I'll send it to Julio. It. That's a that's a scary movie. I don't want to I don't want to watch. So. <laughs> It's nerve wracking, you know. I hey, I've I did I feel the same way. And yeah, my, if my brother, I did my brother's, and and I feel like I bombed it. I feel bad. You did I feel bomb. to this day, you know. You, you didn't bomb about it. it. I was sober. I was sober for that one. And you I feel like you I did, I didn't did a do a job. good job. It's, there's a, a lot job. of look. There's a lot of responsibility. You're making a, a best man speech here. Yeah, it's, you, it's a huge the, responsibility. The thing, the thing you got to remember is you're not a professional comedian, so don't try to be one. Exactly. And a lot of people fall to that trap. Get the Owen Wilson. And the you rules. get the crickets. Yeah. You get the crickets if you if you try to if you try to like pop the crowd too much. So you gotta get a come with the heart. Tell 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 a tell a funny anecdote. You know, sometimes you, you roast you can roast the, the, the groom, but not too hard. <laughs> and not the bride for sure. And definitely don't roast the bride. <laughs> you definitely don't. Yeah. <laughs> you say very nice things about the bride. And that's you definitely it. do not roast the bride. And then and then everyone loves it. That, that yeah. those are the rules. Those are exactly. the rules. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now that everybody's turned this off, I guess we better talk about the actual movie. So, oh, people want to hear this. 
let's let's if you guys like this part tell us we'll do we'll do more like mailbag type shows we've done a couple in the past i like talking about the non-movie stuff as well but hopefully people are enjoying this conversation it's all it's all related it's all related let's let's talk about the job of a wedding singer let's talk about robbie hart adam sandler yes Yes. like how much does a good so you you saw two bands and there's in both of those bands i believe they had multiple singers so it wasn't just like one lead singer back in the 80s it seemed like you know there was a lot of bands having a wedding singer was a thing and he was a showman. So yes. the first question I'll ask you is, how much does having a good wedding singer help versus having a bad one hurting? Does that question make sense? Well, I feel like a DJ cannot ruin your wedding. I think that's pretty fair to say. You have to be a pretty bad DJ to ruin a wedding. <laughs> like, if are you saying However, like if they have DJ like competent DJ skills? Or are you yes. saying like if the guy, if I go up there and like try to play Spotify in like a speaker? Or no, something? that's what I'm saying. If you just if you just have a playlist and that's it, it's like yeah. you can't ruin that. However, a wedding singer or a band can certainly put a maybe not ruin, but put a put a shadow over your wedding reception. For like sure. when he was depressed a risk. and singing, there is there is a risk involved. In a live performance being botched. So, do you agree? Yes. And botched is an underrated word, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's like some show well, about like plastic surgery yeah. called botched, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in this movie where, where Robbie's depressed from, from being left yeah. at the altar and like he goes back to work way too soon and, um, you know, <laughs> is depressingly, depressingly uh, you know, deriding love. Singing love stinks, yelling at the yelling at the father of the bride, this, that, and the other thing. It's like that's pretty extreme. And I feel like that that probably happens very rarely, if ever, right? But yeah. you could get a guy on a bad day or girl, like lead singer performer on a bad day to where, you know, maybe they're not in the mood. Maybe, maybe they're having relationship issues of their own and thought of a wedding makes them sick and they're kind of like gritting their teeth and going through the going through the motions. Yeah. And really giving a lackluster performance and it's kind of like, you know, the vibe of the party can certainly go to the whims of, of the performer. Well, imagine, I mean, let's, let me give you a scenario. Let's say you're the dad or that yeah. you're the groom at that wedding when he was there and he was down in the dumps and like his yeah. friend convinced him to come back. He was clearly not ready. Yeah. Like clearly. And, and is there a worse thing that you could be at? You were left at the altar and you have to be around weddings. Like the specific shots of him, like watching everybody in love. Yeah. Like I felt for him. You know what I mean? It's sure. like you feel oh, bad. Yeah. Like what would you do if that was your wedding? And this He's guy's a great actor this. too. So I, I, you say the dad or the groom or whoever, really yeah. it's whoever paid for it. That's true. You, so you, whoever you paid. paid for it is responsible for beating up the wedding singer for for being a shitty wedding singer. <laughs> like what what is, what's your recourse there? Like what can you do? Because a refund does nothing for you. Yeah, like it, no. that's a once in a lifetime so, moment. I think the the moment the performance is obvious, you have to like step as get get the sidebar the guy right. You have yeah. to sidebar him and say, hey, "Hey, listen, buddy, buddy, listen, buddy. I understand things are tough right now. I don't know what you're going through, but we're paying you to do this job. Can you do this?" Can you do this, or do we have to put a record on? What are we What are we doing here? And like, if what do you that do? if that doesn't work, then yeah, I, I mean, you don't want to fight at a wedding. You, I mean, if that you're you're gonna you're gonna make somebody money on their wedding pool by yeah. fighting at a wedding, then you you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you, you don't want to be that guy. Man, I I don't even know what I would do. Like, are you allowed? Like, what would happen? Because they are don't, you allowed to fight at your own wedding? No, you're not. 
You're not allowed. You're not. That's a violation. Those are two things. You're not allowed to fight, and you're allowed to, not allowed to wear jeans. Those are the yeah, two well, things I was just going to say, can you wear jeans at the wedding? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, and if you, that's and if you wear jeans too. and fight, then I, I I think you're I think you're barred from all weddings for like for like three years. Yeah, you're not allowed at any weddings for three years. You're throwing the pool. It's like gambling. Yeah. It's like like a yeah. ref throwing a throwing an NFL yeah. game. Yeah, you wear jeans to the wedding. Yeah, you're disqualified. You don't get put in the wedding hall of fame. You get you get you get banned. So. But what if, what about if they did have to get like a record? Like they don't have an iPod or like back in the eighties no. or, or like a phone where they can just pop on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever it is. No, you're kind of screwed. I think at that point, what wouldn't you like kick the singer out and have the band just play instrumentals? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right, you could do you that. Just do that. Yeah. I mean, it, what's worse, like the singer doing that, or this like the old school one where he's like dropping. F bombs, <laughs> all the random or not old. Is it old school? I, mean, I can't that's remember. A, yeah, it's it's old school. But that's yeah. that's a hidden gem though. Like if you, if you end up with that band, like that's that's a party, man. That's yeah, that great. is a party. A so, party. well, I mean, look, let's talk about what happened to him. He was left at the altar, and as you heard multiple times throughout this episode so far. Yeah. What is? I'm going to ask you this: Is there anything worse than being left at the altar? And is that the ultimate betrayal? I mean, of a yeah. Relationship? I mean, the only thing I can think of is like if the Eagles were at the Super Bowl and I had tickets and I promised you that I was taking you and then the, and then the morning of I go, hey, you know what? I'm going to take Bob instead. I think I'd rather be left at the altar. <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. Can, can you imagine the betrayal, the disrespect? <laughs> I mean, that's like we joked. I think we were joked on a, on a previous thing about how it's like calling the cops on your friend. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like. But that, that is the ultimate that, That's a good one. That's a good one. Call the cops on your friend. Is that equivalent to being <laughs> left crime? at the altar? It, it could be. I have, I, the, let's crime, have the crime is accidental murder and you're trying to cover it up. <laughs> and the person that was murdered was a real jerk. Like they had it coming. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, you can't call the cops on your friend. And then you call the cops. Come on now. That's like being left at the altar, right? Yeah, that's worse, right? right. It's, it might be worse in some ways. Yeah. I have some scenarios for you. Well, I think we should go through these. Okay, so actual wedding scenarios for being yeah. left at the altar. Okay. Maybe we can rank them or say what's worse. I don't know. So All so right. would you rather be left at the altar or the day before the wedding or, uh-huh. or at the wedding, right? So would you rather it happen the day before or the day yes. of while you're standing there? Absolutely the day before. You got to know because maybe you, you get know? some of that money back. You might get some of that money back. So, I mean, so cancellation, 24-hour cancellation. I get, yeah. Do you get the money back? I don't even know. I don't know, but at least the embarrassment is gone. That's that's true. You know, so you, you know the face, day before. Okay. You don't have to face people. Yeah. So so I'm so you're gonna and we'll rank it here. So then you're saying you would yeah. rather that than being left at the altar during the ceremony. Yes. Okay. Yes. What about would you rather be left at the altar or before the wedding or during the reception? Like Ooh. they leave, that your wife that, just leaves. Has that ever been done? Can I you imagine? Know. Like Can you, you imagine? Out, peace out. It's like she's okay. We're all going to assume that the bride is leaving in these scenarios, right? Yeah. So you're you're at your you're at your table, right? You're eating dinner, <laughs> and the wife just has this blank look on her face, like, "What did I just do? What, I think I made the biggest mistake of my life." Like you could, she's not saying it, but it's all over her face, right? And then she's like, "I can't do this," and and you go, "What?" She goes, "I can't do this. Do what? Is the food okay? No, this, this. I can't do this. We, I can't, I can't be married. I can't be." And married then she leaves. You. And then she leaves. She runs out. And everybody's like, where'd Michelle go? Where'd Michelle go? 
Has anybody seen Michelle lately? And you're just sitting there dumbfounded at your at your dinner plate. Would you lie and say you don't know? Like, what, <laughs> she's in the bathroom. Oh, what she wasn't feeling. She wasn't feeling well. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? Would you try to yeah. save face? And yeah. would you rather she leaves and tells you, or would you rather she gets up and leaves? Like, or what you if you're, you're both schmoozing the party and yeah. she just exits and you don't know? And nobody where she knew. Is. Nobody knew. Maybe one person saw her get in a car. What's <laughs> What's well, worse? And then the, ru- at the, the rumor starts spreading. The rumor starts spreading. That's that's oh, like man. ultimate embarrassment, man. That's, that's worse. Up. That is worse than the altar. Yeah. All right. Because I, now maybe. you got to get divorced, or yeah. or not, maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's legal if it's only been like an hour. I mean, it's signed, right? You had the, yeah. the nuptials, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that works. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't what know about? I feel like I'd rather get left at the altar than okay. be left at the reception. What? <laughs> Like during the most rocking song, right? Yeah, they, they, they go out for the first dance. I mean, and she's Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night. Is playing, and then <laughs> and then you realize your wife is gone. Your, your wife of forty five minutes. <laughs> I got a feeling <laughs> that tonight's good. You don't even you don't even get you, you don't even get to consummate the marriage. I shouldn't laugh, but it's because it's probably happened and it's awful. Yeah, but it's like. What that's about, a rare one. No, that's a rare one. But I bet it has happened. Oh yeah. What are the odds on that? What's the what's the betting odds on that? I, I can't do this. Do what, yeah. honey? This. I can't do this. I'd, I'd rather not know. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather she not tell me. I'd rather she just leave and I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for her. Yeah. What about the day after the wedding? So okay, be left the day before the wedding. Yep. At the altar during the reception in any of those scenarios, or the day after the wedding. The like, day after the wedding. I mean, I'm assuming that's during your honeymoon, I guess. Right. I mean, or before she, you go. Do you consummate? Like if, if she just like gives you the cold shoulder, you know, and you don't even get the the newlywed too tired. sex. Too yeah, tired. You're too tired. Which is fine. I mean, that, that might happen. That's fine. But like, but and then retrospect, you look back, it's like, okay, that's why. Because she's gonna <laughs> leave me. She she left me. Yeah. And that's even <laughs> the day after. Let's assume no, that's, you didn't that's go better. on your honeymoon yet. You, you're that's about to get better. on the plane. Because, again, you, oh, there's people in the lobby the day after day after wedding depression. They're leaving. They don't understand what's going they're on. They're already depressed. You they're avoid the sad. embarrassment. You avoid the embarrassment. So that's better than reception left. Again, I don't know if it's better than altar left. Because, again, altar, the reception didn't go on. Maybe you get some money back. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you tell the band to go home and you and it's half price. I don't know. It's all about like what money do you get back? What money do you get back? Well, and, yeah. and the fact is like if you're married, like you got to get divorced and that's a whole messy situation in itself. Yeah. So well, that's annul- a whole thing. I guess the, an annulment is better than a divorce. Well, what about uh, like, what about during the honeymoon, right? You're already on the trip. It's like Ruben Pfeffer from, <sighs> from Ruben Alone Pfeffer. Came Polly. You're, Dude, you're there I'm, and she's yeah, off that's, of the scuba That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad because you're at paradise, right? You two for scuba? Or, or whatever. Yeah. You're on some tropical island, and then your wife's banging the scuba instructor. <laughs> In the boat? <laughs> That's worse. That's yeah. the worst one of all. And we're, and we're not all going to find a sexy brunette yeah. to take the place, you know? Exactly. Like uh, like in uh, The Heartbreak Kid, right? Yeah. It's a great movie. Great movie, by the way. What what's How would you rank all these? I Shit. So, I mean, the island paradise turns into a nightmare the second <laughs> that it's over. So, it's like... You're spending money to be miserable. Like the sand sucks, the beach and sucks, the sun home. sucks. Yeah, and then and then you got then you got Carlos Mencia and and his uh, and his Mexican band playing yeah. playing at you at the most inopportune times. We should do that movie. Still better than being left at the wedding. I think the best 
the best one's got to be the day before, like you said. And I think yeah. the worst one is during, during the reception or the honeymoon. It's so bad. <laughs> the reception one is so weird. Yeah. It's so bad. Oh, my yeah. God. Let, let's say let's say that well, – so I'll tie back to the movie here because we're like two hours in and, and people are probably like, what the hell is movie are these guys even doing at this point? They're divorcing us from They're their podcast feeds. They're divorcing us. Unsubscribe. What, what about had they gone through with this wedding? How long do yeah. you think this marriage would have lasted? Do you think she'd have left him during the reception? Oh yeah, she she would have left him during. I feel like it might have been a honeymoon thing. She honeymoon might have cheated thing? on him. Cheated on him at the honeymoon. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they would have made it. They would have made it to the honeymoon. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Well, let's talk about Robbie and Julia. Julia, don't call me Gulia, Julia. Robbie and Julia. <laughs> Do you like? So obviously they they wind up falling in love. That's the whole point of yes. this whole movie. I want to ask you something controversial here. Ooh. Were they actually in love or did they fall in love because he was planning her wedding with okay. her? It's complicated because he just got left at the altar. He's and she is slowly realizing that she's marrying a guy who she has nothing in common with and doesn't love. Right? So they're kind of both at the perfect opportunity to be looking for anything else. Right? And add to the fact that their buddy-buddy planning this wedding where Glenn should be helping her, right? And instead, he's foolishly allowing some guy to sidle in, right? Mm -hmm. Who's fresh on the market, but he doesn't care. So what does he care? He doesn't. Yeah. I I do think that the wedding planning of it all does kind of skew the love, the love blossoming, or or, or expedite it, I should say. Is it real or is it... Just because of circumstance. That's a good question. What do you think? I think that it's one of those scenarios where you're putting yourself into a romantic situation. It's like people that go, that don't really know each other that well, and they go on a date to a wedding. Yeah. Like you're around the love. Okay. It's going to magnify like the situation. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I think being around the wedding, like taking... A, a random like or maybe not a random person but someone that you don't know that well yeah maybe the wedding amplifies your feelings you're around the love like yeah. i mean this is a trope in in movies all the time right but, uh, to counter to that so the church tongue kiss right yeah the best kiss right that was a powerful kiss and i don't yes. think that's, that has anything to do with the wedding plan or anything like that i think the sparks flew right there i and i do think they're both very nice people and i think they did have natural chemistry so i'm going to say no I think that the wedding planning has nothing to do with it. They're both around weddings a lot. I don't think that affected them so much. I really do think that they kind of like found each other as soulmates. And it kind of, I feel like that the actors had really good chemistry. Obviously they've done, they did 54 States together as well. I think Sandler and Barrymore have very good chemistry together. And I think they fit as a couple. I, I, you know, you talk about casting in a movie. Yeah. I think they were cast really well. Yeah. Like I can't imagine. I know we used to recast people a lot. I saw on the trivia on the IMDb page for this. I don't remember all the actresses that were listed, but I feel like Drew Barrymore was was kind of perfectly cast for yeah. this. I feel like very she sweet. played yeah. Julia Sullivan very well. Yeah, very and sweet. Same with very naive. Very naive. You know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this though. So let's 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 skip to the end of the movie, the very okay. end of the movie. So we're on the airplane. And Billy Idol's there. He's he's helping, you know, box box Glenn Gulia into the bathroom, right? Sandler sings the song to her, the love song. And then an undetermined time later, quick cut to their wedding, Julia 
and Robbie's wedding, right? Now, the uh, wedding guests prove that his nephews are there, and they're the same age. So mm-hmm. this happened less than a year after all that. Are they getting married at Julia and Glenn's wedding? And isn't that weird? Isn't that yeah. freaking weird? That is a little weird. Like, if you're her, she basically just substituted a husband and well, had the same wedding she planned for, for, for Glenn. But they planned it together anyway. They, yeah, mean. they did. But but that's a tainted wedding. That's tainted yeah. love. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the 80s, it's tainted love. It kind of is. Because it wasn't the wedding. Unless, you know, while she was planning it, she was she was fantasizing she's, about Robbie. She's thinking of Robbie. She's thinking I mean, of Robbie. It was their wedding. I, I mean, yeah. well, so let me ask you this. Is it a violation that he was planning... Glenn's wedding with her? Like, yes. should he have recused himself or whatever they say? <laughs> recused. Illegally, he should have recused himself. <laughs> yes. to recuse. I'm thinking yeah. about like billions yeah. right now. It's like, oh, yeah. you must recu- recuse I mean, there, yourself. There's there's some form of Geico that he's violating right now. But Glenn, because Glenn was a jerk, you kind of so, don't feel bad. But let's say Glenn wasn't a jerk. Yeah. He didn't know that Glenn was cheating until that one night after all the planning was done. Really? She needed help. But, yeah, and she needed help, and I, he needed to cope, I guess. I don't know. And and, and it, selfishly, he was in love with her. Yeah. But he wasn't trying to steal her. I don't no. think he ever actively tried to steal her from Glenn. I don't he was think being he... very gentlemanly about it. He even, even once he found out from Glenn himself that he's a cheater, he, he, he bro-coded it. He did, he, did. Not, he did not tell because you can't, like, you can't tell her because she won't believe it. Right. It, it, she has to find out on her own or through a situation. So do that, you think he, he yeah. should have told Christine Taylor? You can't even you can't even do that. Like you it's so it's so complicated because if it comes from the guy who wants the girl, it comes off as desperate and also unbelievable. I agree. So he's stuck. Like morally it's the right thing to do, but like he's stuck because he's in love with her. He spills the beans of the fiance being unfaithful less of a chance that Robbie himself would be the one to sidle up and uh, snake True. that marriage, you know, for lack of a better, for lack of he a better. He snaked term. it. Yeah. You're right. Cause he, he because he's, up. he's like the whistleblower. The whistleblower yeah. doesn't, doesn't fall in love then. Like you, you it's yeah. like, Oh, thanks for telling me like, yeah, but, but then, she might but be upset. She'd be upset or like she, it wouldn't be believable or like he would be kind of excluded. Because because of him being the whistleblower, like he would be like she's getting rid of all men in her life at this point. Because it's just the way it's just the way it works. So he played he played it right. He did play it right. Do you ever feel frustrated like as the movie goes on, where there's this situation of like, oh his his ex comes back and she just happens to answer the door when she's going there and yeah, he's going but- to her house and she, he sees her in the dress and he thinks that she's happy. Like well, it, it's that fake out like multiple times. Yeah, the movie was based on coincidences all the way up to the plane scene, but kind of just got to let it slide. Yeah, but but the his his girlfriend coming back was certainly a one coincidence too many moment. I feel, and he was hammered too, so yeah. it's like he he didn't he didn't really know any better at that point. He was like yeah. couldn't see himself at that point. Mm-hmm. So do you yeah. think they're gonna last, Julia and and Robbie? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so because. He's he's a hopeless romantic, and I feel like, you know, he wrote the song "I Want to Grow Old with You," so that they, they, they know they're in it for the long haul. Yeah. And I feel like he's the type of person who would suffer in silence if it was a bad marriage. I think yeah. he would just, you know, 
He'd He's grow like, old with reaction. he would grow old with her. You know, he didn't say anything about being happy. He wrote the song. <laughs> he wrote the song. I didn't hear anything about being happy in, the, in those lyrics. Just that he's going to grow old with her. The, the time will pass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the time. That's the time shall pass. What about Glenn? Speaking of somebody to grow old with, yeah. where does Glenn rank in list of all time scumbag boyfriends slash fiancés? A.K.A. Oh, Chris Cole's brother, the triumphant return of Chris Cole's brother from Rockstar. <laughs> He's up there, man. I don't know. And he doesn't have very many scenes, but like, I don't know. Just his face. You want to punch it, right? Guy did a great job. Let me yeah. tell you. Great yeah. actor. Great, great way to be unlikable, man. True heel. True heel of, of the romantic comedy genre. I don't know. Like, he doesn't even, he doesn't cheat on screen. He just, he ogles a girl. He talks a tough game, but really don't know if he's cheating. And then I guess we find out at the bachelor party that he's that he's hanging on some girls and, and all this and that. We didn't see but, the act. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, he's he's kind of proud of the fact that he strung Jules along for four years and, and was was able to escape marriage. And he kind of talks about it as like a as like, oh, well, she paid her dues, you know, that kind of thing where it's like he's really cheated, treating her as an accessory. Yeah. But what do yeah. you, well, let me ask you about his philosophy on this whole thing. Do you think it's a, like, what is he trying to accomplish? Does he really like her? I can't really tell because it's like he's marrying her because I, it's like, well, I guess I got to, but does he yeah, really he, have to? He likes the idea of having a wife and he says he trusts her because she was with him before he made his money, right? However the hell he yeah. made his money, shady or not. I think he likes the idea of being married, but certainly he's assuming side pieces. Yeah. You know, I, that's fair, but I, I don't understand yeah. why he would just, I, I mean, I guess he says it with what you said, the quote of, oh, she liked, she, she liked me before my money. So he knows she's going to steal, but yeah. the side piece could steal your money too. doesn't mean right. that that's not going to happen. Like, he likes the idea of having someone and he's probably like, doesn't want her to have a job. She's going to be pretty much the housekeeper fair, in his yeah, eyes. Fair enough. You know, she's going to cook, cook and clean for him and, you know do all the, the, the wifely things and have a wife to like, like I said, show as an object to where like, Oh, I'm going to take my wife to this function, that function to, to prove that he's a upstanding citizen of the world in his business world, but all along has nothing to do with love. And then he's going to have his, uh, his cheating ways. And it really is unfair to, to the, to the wife. And uh, it happens, you know, sadly in real life. I guess it's like the politicians where they say like they're untrustworthy exactly. if they're single. It's exactly. Like they have it's like to be married. A wife. Uh, yeah. He, he feels like he needs a wife for appearances, I think. Yeah. It's an, a, definitely an appearance thing. Yeah. What, what about you mentioned about his business, right? He mentions he's in he's in bonds, uh, junk bonds, as Julia, yeah. Julia would say. Do you think this dude's messing around with like financials? Is oh. he, he going to be getting investigated by the SEC? Well, let me tell you, he's probably buddy buddy with Jordan Belfort on the, on the in the background, right? right? Like he is, he is with the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm sure. I'm in sure. In the 80s he here, yep. it just seems like he's yep. he's definitely one of those Wall Street guys. Yep. And, he and Michael I mean, this Douglas guy would just, drive a DeLorean. Yeah. He and Michael Douglas side by side. Exactly. <laughs> what about his list of violations? I mean, he they didn't really show anything. Like he he mm-hmm. talked a game, but did he actually? Do you think he actually did that stuff? Like he was cheating, yeah. and, emotional and manipulation. Forget, and the number one thing is like she wants this wedding so bad, and he's trying to like subliminally make it her idea to go to Vegas. Like that's that's mental. Yeah, that's that's mental manipulation. And he set the date without her. 
Yeah. Like, oh, I set a date and he wants the aisle seat. Like this guy's a complete scumbag. Oh yeah. And I feel bad that she was with him, but she got a lot of pressure from her mom where her mom's like, oh, he's a catch. You you should marry him. And, and everyone said, oh, they need somebody with security. Whereas Robbie's actually a good guy and yeah. can't be with him. And they try to make him go to Kevin Nealon and get a job because he thinks he needs to be in business. <laughs> the whole thing of like, what do you know I about love, banking? <laughs> I love that job interview, by the way. It's such a funny, like nothing scene. Oh, I know. Him Kev- trying to get a bank job. He has no idea what he's doing. It's it just it reminds me of Chris Izzy. Don't call me Izzy. Working at the <laughs> photo photocopy repair shop. It's a three step process. I know we spent like thirty minutes not really talking about the movie, and then we kind of glossed over the movie. But I think the most interesting thing about this is Adam Sandler's acting in this. I thought he yeah. did a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. and he was like we talked about the Tim Burton aspect of Batman Returns being like full Burton. Like I would not yes. say this was like full Sandler. No. I think he did a nice job of like serious acting. He had some quote Sandler moments, but I thought all in all he was really good in this movie. But it brings me to this this question that I want to ask you. Is Adam Sandler the Nicolas Cage of comedic movies? Wow. Do you know what I mean by that? Do you, do you understand what I I'm, do. I'm going at? I think it's Fair. It's a fair question, but I don't know if it's a one-for-one comparison. So both can be almost award-winning if they choose to be, right? Yes. So Sandler's had a few movies where he has been fantastic as an actor. I wouldn't say he was fantastic in this, but he was really good. He was really but, good. Yeah, but he was he was fantastic in uh it was a was a rain rain over me, rain on me. I've never actually seen that. I've seen it, and it was really good, but the title screws me up. Rain Over Me, I believe. Rain Over Me. He was really good in Punch Truck Love. He was really good in Spanglish, and these are all serious movies, right? Funny People, very good, very serious role, right? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, Gems, which uh, was fantastic. And he's also had trash, just like like Cage has had trash, right? Yeah. And just how Cage can be really good if he wants to. Or he'll have a movie where his, you know, he's getting revenge for his for his pig diet. You know, when you get one, you get the other. So I, I see the comparison. I don't know. I just think that Sandler never would raise to award-winning level like Cage can. I mean, Cage won an Oscar straight up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was at yeah. Leaving Las Vegas, I believe. Yes, 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 he did. Well, at what point did did would you say? So I get your point where you're saying he he's not necessarily like full cage. And we we had a I think an on demand episode. I don't remember what number it was a while back when we talked about Sandler's deal with Netflix and and when he was pumping out movies like The Cobbler and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know where where Cage he started doing these weird movies like Next and Knowing and all that stuff and maybe even before that. And and like you said, Nicolas Cage can actually be a very good actor when he when he wants to be. Yeah. At what point? would you say that Sandler's career sort of went cage-ish or cage-esque, if that makes sense? Yeah, okay, so... In his filmography. I want to say, like, it's... So, there's the 0708 where he did Now I Pronounce You Chuck and Larry and You yep. Don't Mess With the Zohan back-to-back. Now, I personally like both of those movies. Same. They're kind of underrated, especially Chuck and Larry. Chuck and, Chuck and Larry seems insensitive, because it's two guys pretending that they're gay, which on the surface sounds like a movie you can't do right now. 
Yeah. But if you actually watch the movie, it does have a good message. It is a good message. And it has, and the movie does have heart. And the characters learn a lot of, of their biases, you know, through the movie. But right after Zohan, that's when he kind of gets into lazy Sandler. So I'm not even counting funny people because I feel like that's a movie on its own. That's a Judd Apatow movie. That's kind of in its own world, right? So you look at grownups, you look at just go with it. You look at Jack and Jill. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. Grownups 2. Yep. And then a bunch of Netflix movies, right? Yeah. Pixels was another one. Very lazy. That movie was trash. I never even watched it. Yeah. <laughs> the Cobbler. Because you walk a mile in his shoes. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see that one either. But like those are, you know, critically panned and yeah. of no interest to me, even on a curiosity level of watching, right? So I feel it's right around there where he kind of got lazy Sandler. Jack and Jill, it's funny you mentioned funny people. Jack and Jill is like the exact movie that funny people's making fun of where he's yeah. like playing himself. Isn't it like one of the movies in funny people where he's playing like a mermaid or something or a merman? Yeah, yeah merman. It's like and merman it, or something. With it the, just the, reminds yeah. me, you know, and, and we joke about that's my boy. I do like that movie. I think it's kind of funny, but it's yeah, not no. good. It is. It's a throwback Sandler movie, but it like doesn't. It's kind of like out of place for like. Yeah. It's 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 a nineteen ninety eight movie made in twenty twelve. It's like it's a very yes. weird. It's a weird throwback. Like Andy know? Samberg is is good yeah. in that, and I think yeah. he sort of makes that movie. Yeah. But I agree with you in that Zohan was sort of where he he went like ridiculous character. Yeah, and it it turned into this like okay here I guess this is where he's going. And you're right, you kind of can't. I mean, you can't ignore funny people but it's a judd apatow movie and he was in it and it was very meta when you look back yeah. on it and it's the not concept it's, of it it's not a it's not a sandler vehicle you're right like yes. these other movies are and then like where he started to executive produce some of these movies like with grown-ups yeah and just go with it where it's basically like him deciding all right we're going to shoot this in hawaii i'm going to invite all my friends and they're going to be in the cast like that's kind of where he started going with some of this and, and that's I fine. Can't I blame him. And, and he's a and he's a down to earth nice guy. So like, it's cool if he wants to give all his friends acting jobs. Like that's that's very commendable. But it also the movies themselves have this weird tone. Like, Grown Ups is not a terrible movie by any stretch, right? Like it's okay, but there's a certain like pace to it that's kind of slow and and almost boring for a. Comedy. I've never seen it actually. It's it's not bad, but it's odd. It's really it, what it what it seems like. It seems like a, a full length episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but without the talent of the improv. That's what that's what it felt like. Now, I don't know how improvised the movie was. I'm sure it was scripted very heavily, and they you know they have a chemistry with each other, so they probably yeah. improvised a lot of the a lot of the scenes. But like a lot of it is it's like cut weird, where like scenes end weird, where it's kind of like they run out of ideas, so they just end the scene. Like the the pace is very strange to it. So it's, it's it almost feels like it. All right, we got all these guys together. Here's all my friends. Let's make a movie. Start shooting, and we'll figure it out. That's what kind of what it seemed like. Now, I could be way off on that. That's what the feeling I got when I watched it. I I, I agree with you. I, I've never seen that, but I can tell what you mean. Yeah. And so what what do you? I'll ask you uh, maybe a hot take question here, and then we'll we'll move on to some of the side characters. But what do you see as the most underrated Sandler movie, and what do you see as the most overrated? Okay. Sandler movie. 
There's no no wrong answers here. Yeah. Audience. Well, first of all, this movie is underrated. I feel like I don't know if it is underrated or not, but like people people need to understand that the Wedding Singer is is a great sailor movie. It really is. It's a great movie in general. Yeah. Uh, underrated. I mean, you hit you hit on that's my boy. Like I yeah. I have a soft spot for that movie. There's something about it that it shouldn't be good, but it's kind of is. Like it, but it's it's a bad movie. It's an objectively bad movie, but I yeah. kind of like it. I'll probably go. I don't know. I feel like I'll go with Click. I feel like I was gonna say that Click, one. I Click, love that made, movie. I, Click made me shed a tear. I love Click that. Made movie. me shed a tear towards the end of the movie. Like he it's clicked his movie. life away. I say I say that all my all the time to people. Where like if I'm at work and someone's complaining about like oh man I just wish it were Saturday already I wish it were Friday I'm like man don't click your life away man you gotta you gotta enjoy these moments that's I say that to people I say that to people all the time and they have no idea what I'm talking about you gotta come work with me because I because I think about that a lot of times I'm like I wish it was just Saturday man (laughs) give me that remote I'll be 85 already before you know it you'll be dead because you clicked your life away don't click your life away it's a great one. What about you? Do you have any? I, I think that's that's probably the one that that I would pick, but a, a close second is actually Zohan. I kind of like that yeah. movie. I think it's it's, it's a bad not, movie, and it's, it's kind of yeah. racist. It's kind of racist too. But it's like, not good. You can't make it anymore. Yeah. But I do. I do enjoy it. Like when we watch, I think we saw that in the theater. I also I mean, really like Chuck and Larry. Yeah, I mean, we're both partially Arab, so we get it. Like, yeah, exactly. And I would say this is going to really. I'm probably going to catch a lot of heat for this one. Yeah. But I'm going to say the most overrated one is, oh man, I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this. <laughs> Billy Madison. Oh, man. He went for the big guns. Oh, and, man. And I, and I like it. It's a good yeah. movie. But yeah. I'll tell you why. And let me say this. And let me qualify this before you start sending me hate mail. Okay. The reason why that is overrated is because Happy Gilmore is, is better. And I feel like okay. and, and that makes no sense to anybody but me. But what I'm trying to say is those two I always associate with each other because they're back-to-back 1995 and 1996. But I think, like, he's full-on Sandler in that, like, it's like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Like, he's all, like, out there. And I like Mm -hmm. Billy Madison. Don't get me wrong. It's a good movie. But I just like Happy Gilmore that much more. And I think because of those two at the right, that time, I think that Madison is a little more overrated where I think... Gilmore doesn't get the respect, even though it does. Maybe some people would say that's overrated, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that made sense to anybody. But that it makes no. sense to me. Damn no, that, that's no, it's definitely fair. I, I I I get it. I think you're crazy, but I I get it. I get it. It's, I'm catching a lot I, of heat for this. It's an all timer. It's an all timer. I I can't go with you on it, but I I understand your thought process. It's a great movie. I'm not yeah. I'm not dumping on the movie. Let me yeah. just make that clear before people start sending me emails and tweets. I mean. So if we're going to go overrated for me, I mean, we talked about Grown Ups. Now, did you know that Grown Ups made $271.4 million? I did not know that. So that's definitely qualified for being overrated because I can't believe that many people went to see it, right? But did anyone like it? I mean, I but, get Yeah, what's its letterbox score, yeah. right? But did you like it? But did you like question. it? Yeah. Am I... <laughs> It hits home finally. Yeah. It finally hits home. <laughs> uh, the other one I was going to say for potentially overrated, and maybe I would catch less heat for this, is Waterboy. Yeah. Because I like Waterboy a lot, but I think it's not as good as some of the other ones. Yeah, are. I mean, it's like, that's that's full Sandler, isn't it? It is. It's full Sandler. Where, where he's playing that, he's playing that guy, you know? He's playing that guy for, for 90 minutes straight. Like, come on, I, I, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Maybe I should change my, my answer to that one. I'm going to get after I get all these yeah. like hate mail or yeah. like, 
I'm I'm worried after I said about Batman Batman Returns here. It's a good movie. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. So maybe with the last couple minutes here, let's talk a little bit about you mentioned he makes these movies with his friends. Who's your favorite like side actor in these Sandler movies? I have one, but I, I want to hear yeah. who yours is. Well, I, I love when Steve Buscemi pops up in these movies. Yeah. You know? Where it's whether it's Deeds where he plays the uh he plays the blind guy. No, yeah. No, isn't he the blind guy in both Deeds and Big Daddy? I think he is. I haven't seen Big Daddy in a long time. Yeah. Big Daddy's that's a great one. That's it's a good one. Yeah, very I don't good. think it's underrated because I think people properly rate it. Yeah, it's properly rated. But it's a good one. Deeds yeah, might be underrated. I like Deeds. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the weed dealer from Grandma's Boy. Yeah. He's I don't know. He 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 doesn't play a lot of important characters in a lot of these movies, but like I always feel like he has a funny sounding voice. And he always fits in well, whatever they ask him to do in these movies. He's he's the quarterback in in Waterboy, yeah, right? He's the QB in Waterboy, yeah. yeah. And I don't even know his name. Like I don't even know his name. <laughs> I'll go look while while you uh talk about yours, I'm gonna go look it up. Uh, my my favorite side character is the grandma's boy himself. I, I uh, that guy, the yes. limo driver in this movie. Yes. Which I didn't even get to ask you before in this movie do you think you could daily drive a limo think about that for a second while you're while you're yeah. looking this i love up. i love i love that his day-to-day car is the limo like he's it's driving awesome. it around town no wonder he's so good at the limo trials where he's got to do the cones and mm-hmm. stuff and he hit the two cones yeah is there anything funnier than when uh, someone's driving a car and there's there's and they're turning so fast that the cup cap flies off <laughs> I love the hubcaps flying off of cars when, when they're making when they're making hard cuts. So your guy's name is Alan Covert. Yeah, Covert, he's awesome. If you're French, Covert. And my guy I, we found is Peter Dante, the QB from Waterboy, and he had a cameo in this movie and uh, pretty much a cameo in every Sailor movie. Isn't he in That's My Boy? Isn't he like the food cart guy or something? Or is yes. that someone else? I believe it's him. It's I been forgot, a while since I've seen it. But he's in all, he's in all these movies. Uh, some are some are more prominent than others. But I just think he's a funny sound of voice. That's all. Well, it's funny too because we mentioned a lot of these guys are not like necessarily leading men. Even Steve Buscemi doesn't really headline movies. Like he's always a, a supporting character, like Lebowski, yeah. all these other movies. And he's he's a fantastic actor. He's really good. But I think about the guy who who led in in Grandma's Boy. That movie that movie is very underrated. It's not a good movie. Let me let me put that out there. Right. But yeah. I liked it. It's a cold so, classic. It's a cold classic stoner movie, which is fine. It's a great there's, movie. There's, there's room in the world for those types of movies. It's and, up there with Deuce Bigelow too. Yeah, who also exactly. Adam Sandler was in. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, low rot <laughs> tomato, high letterbox score type movies. And and you liked it. You know what I mean. Like I definitely like, like that. Yeah. So I think, but a lot of these guys. And the other one that that we we failed to mention was Chet Matthews, the yeah. guy from from Waterboy, yeah. the dad he, from Sean Hunter's yeah. dad. Yeah, he's uh, in a lot Chet, of, Chet Hunter, sorry. Chet Hunter. He's in a lot of these movies. But the big question I think that's on everybody's mind is, where the hell was Rob Schneider in this? Drew, if we're asking where Rob Schneider is at 2 in the morning on minute 90 to 100 of this episode, I think it's time to wrap it up. I think you're right, man. This podcast is probably longer than this movie at this point, which is totally. not a good thing. So <laughs> if you guys are enjoying the episode, please consider subscribing. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, if you're enjoying the show. Uh, send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Last Row Pod. 
hit up hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash the last row pod. Instagram, you know where to find us on social media. And we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode for you guys. Episode 100? I, we have a lot of pressure on ourselves on Thursday, March 3rd. So we'll see if we'll see if we make it. We'll see you guys in two. Maybe we'll just disappear, you know? Yeah, Maybe we'll disappear. We'll leave you guys at the reception. Yeah. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> We'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> see ya. Hopefully. See ya. So, Drew, what about you go through the wedding, you go through the reception, mm-hmm. it's wedding night, you're in the hotel room, you consummate the marriage, the wife rolls over, and she goes, I can't do this. <laughs> do what? Yes. Is that worse? She yes. leaves you. She leaves you post-consummation. Yeah. Your, your head is not in the right place at that point. Like, you're going to be... Not only not only did you think that you're inadequate as a husband, that yeah. you must have done something wrong sexually as well. Well, that's the thing. Was it because of that? Like, <laughs> yeah. will, you, will you ever not think it was because of that for the yeah. rest of your that's life? That's it. She will screw you up mentally. That's the worst. That is the worst time right there. You'll never forgive yourself.